0: everybody, welcome to the City Girls Pod. and this is the show where we are recapping sex in the city and today we are talking about the two episode finale an American in Paris, part One and Un and dos <laughs> Very exciting. I can't believe it. We did it. We finished covering the series, and uh, I'm focus to Wagner. Jax is here, girl. <laughs> I'm proud of us. <laughs> I am so proud of us. I really am because it was a risk to do this, uh, you know, a mature content show. I didn't know if people would accept it. People would like it. Uh, and you've been so great. And everybody's been, it's, the whole experience has just been incredibly positive. And it just shows sometimes it's good to take risks in life.
1: Yeah. And we navigated some tricky subjects on the podcast yeah. and like, I love you. And our friendship has grown and you're coming for another New York city yeah. visit and we'll get to check out another sex in the city restaurant.
0: <laughs> yes. And next week we are going to be doing our favorite episodes podcast, as uh, kind of cap off this least part of city girls pod uh and then we'll be taking a hiatus for the for the holidays and we'll cover whenever and just like that comes we'll cover that we're planning on covering both of the movies the Carrie diaries all kinds of fun stuff so uh yeah it's uh it's not the end of city girls pod but oh, heck uh, no! and
1: don't worry rachel will still be podcasting plenty this holiday yes. season and i'll be bugging <laughs> her to let me join her so we'll we'll be back at it
0: yeah yes <laughs> yeah I'm already starting to feel like this is a certain degree of panic
1: <laughs> I know well, when we were quiet. talking about like oh should we take a little hiatus in between and I was thinking about your schedule and I was like <laughs> Rachel I was like I'll come on and hang out with you whenever but you're doing a lot yeah
0: <laughs> I mean last year we covered in just like that during the Christmas season but it was G- I mean it was December which is a little bit lighter than than October in uh November well, I, I can be like strong jacks
1: just <laughs> things though with and just like that it was almost where we had to do it in real time you know what i mean yeah and if it just like that had come out i think you and i both would have been like we can do it but i think that <laughs> since it seems like it'll come out a little bit later it'll seamlessly yeah. flow into
0: everything hopefully i don't think they've even started filming the new I season.
1: I don't think so. I think they're starting soon, but yeah, I, I haven't seen anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh so anyway, let's talk about this two part finale. Uh it's in American in Paris. Uh it starts with part 1 and uh we have Carrie deciding whether she should go to uh to Paris with Alexander. Uh, and uh, and then she uh, she says goodbye to big and then uh, she goes and we also have samantha giving a speech at the breast cancer benefit uh kind of what happens there uh doesn't isn't happy about carrie going um and uh, all kinds of other shenanigans happen in this part um, what do you, what do you think overall of the finale? Do you think it's a good series finale and, uh, this first part?
1: I do think it's a really fitting series finale. Um, I mean, as like, as I'm like a broken record and talking about the, Petrov- the Petrovsky of it all, am I saying his name right, Rachel? <laughs> I think so. Me and Megan Alexander were like, Petrovsky. how do we do it? <laughs> yeah. Alexander, <laughs> Alexander Petrovsky. You know, he's not my fave. However, I do think there's something really beautiful about this way that this wraps up not only with Carrie's um, friendship with the girls, but with her relationship with Big and with New York City itself and most importantly, her relationship with herself. So I think it's really great. This episode had me feeling lots of feelings. Um, Some of them were, you know, heart tug moments with her and the girls. A little bit of confusion and anxiety over Big, and then some disgust over Alexander and the way she's treated when she gets to Paris. That I'm excited to dive into with you. Yeah, bet you. How are you feeling?
0: Yeah, I think it's a pretty good series finale. You know, I mean, there's been some terrible series finales. Uh, we all know how I feel about How I Met Your Mother, uh, but there's been some other not good ones, um, and then there are there are good ones. I think this one is pretty solid. The only thing that I yes, I wish they could have done a little bit differently is that it I kind of wish it could have been a little bit more of a the girls together for the finale. Having it, it's 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 they have little parts of each of the girls, but it and and, and it ends the very end is them together. But I I think this two part arc uh, could have been the four of them experiencing something more together. That'd be my only critique. But uh, but you know Carrie is it is her show in the end. You know she's the only one in the um in the trailer in the intro. Um, so I, I can understand why they went the way they did. And I think that Megan's comment in our last episode about the choice of of uh, Petrovsky of Alexander does make you root for big more and so in that sense it was a strong choice and I never thought about it quite that way until she said that and I was like oh okay I get it
1: I thought that was really smart of Megan and I think he is the only person that carries dated that would push all three of the girls in this episode to be like go get our girl. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. Big, you know,
1: they were not, I mean, it was always like, they liked everybody else that she dated more than big. So the fact that we're like, you know, at this point, I mean, it, they did it
0: Mm -hmm. except for Charlotte. I feel like Charlotte, Charlotte is the only one that's always been more team big. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Because Charlotte, I think always felt on some level that big was end game for Carrie. Mm -hmm. Um, that she knew it in her heart somewhere. I don't know how. And that's, that's very Charlotte of her, but yeah, you're yeah. you're absolutely right.
0: So they have this kind of last supper. Uh, and as she's going out uh, to meet up with the girls last, again, last supper, uh, she big shows up and he's been calling. And, uh, you know, she basically says goodbye. She says, don't ever call me again. Uh and uh yeah, so she's screaming on
1: the street, I don't live here anymore.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh and in this she is wearing a I love this dress oh, that she's wearing.
1: Rachel, I cannot, <laughs> she is perfection in this dress. Yeah.
0: It's a pink uh flower uh, dress uh with a a like a V V line and um she she does have a jacket over it but I it's so pretty I love I love the dress I think it's it's I like it even better than the finale dress
1: I do too and I think Carrie's hair in these two episodes is really pretty and I mean she always looks gorgeous right but yeah. it's very to me what Carrie is it's like this curly big beautiful it's you know curly that she talks about like in season three or four or whatever mm-hmm. like I think I just think it's peak Carrie here it's interesting when big shows up at her doorstep and he's like, yeah, you, you're not returning. My phone calls have me feeling like a needy chick and like, oh gosh, I roll my eyes. Cause that's so sexist, but you also, it's also big's way of showing his vulnerability. And I actually really felt for
0: him. Mm-hmm. And when she tells, uh, the girls, they are, you know, kind of, uh, shocked and she, and he's, she says, Uh, he says it's different, but he's the boy who cried love too many times, Yeah, which I understand. I mean,
1: uh, (laughs) yeah, like we've been down this road with big, how do we know it's different this time?
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't have put up with him as long as she even has already did this point. (laughs) Yep. Yup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Charlotte doesn't want to say goodbye, but it's super cute. And uh, we have, except for we have Samantha is just struggling, struggling, not only with chemo, but with this early menopause that she's having.
1: She's got a lot going on. And I, I love the way she's finally been able to open up to Smith and that they really are like this power couple.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I have not been through menopause myself or really known anybody that like, I've never, obviously I've known people who went through it, but never like kind of walked with them and experienced, you know, like personally, my mom, uh, uh, hasn't, um, shared at least that, uh, part that experience with me. Um, uh, so I, but it seems extreme, I mean, this seems like you need to see a doctor. I mean, I I don't know if it's heightened by the chemo, but I mean, people sweating that much. I have never seen like it literally just like pouring down sweat.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if it, if it is, like you said, heightened by the chemo, but she's really going through it and Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting to see her working on this speech and she's so full of personality, but all of a sudden she's talking about her cancer and she's doing like this standard speech and Smith's like, no, babe, like you can, you can do better than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I do think it was funny when she gets upset about the breast cancer cookie that was very funny
1: <laughs> it was really it was really really funny and it's like i get it like um uh, you know it's breast cancer awareness month now and you see a lot of the same stuff and like i know that kaylee my friend kaylee who um yeah. Rachel and i had in the podcast she was um you know cautioning people to make sure that you know where your money is going at this time because a lot of times these fundraisers are not always putting all the money Towards research and towards people who are actually dealing with cancer. So it's, it's it's always these things where you're like, okay, is this just one of those? Like with Samantha, I think she's like, okay, I'm not really getting anything out of these events. I want something that I can actually like relate to people and feel seen and heard.
0: Uh Yeah. You have to be careful with people co-branding the, you know, the pink, uh, thing and, and, uh, trying to get, uh, Uh, profit off of it uh but uh you know they're they're kind of they kind of put up with samantha and they say we're keeping the cookies they're already donated so (laughs)
1: what else can
0: we do uh but um uh carrie gets to paris and uh she uh meets up with alexander and he's there with his daughter chloe who is very grumpy very rude and am i wrong that they were like kissing at the beginning I, Rachel, when she first goes in there. Rachel, this
1: needs to be addressed. I, I, I have a very close relationship with my dad. I love my dad. Yeah, you would never mistake me and my dad for lovers. Yeah, the way Alexander and his daughter Chloe—they're canoodling. Like, I different families. Like they were are kissing. At, I,
0: truly. Yeah, it was weird.
1: I, mean, I was like, I know we're supposed it. to
0: be in in France, but come on. <laughs>
1: Rachel, the way you just said they were thing. They were, right? Like I watched this twice just to make sure that I was not weirdly sussing out the situation. And then okay. I went to ask you this, Rachel. Like the way she treats Carrie is not like a daughter being rude to her dad's girlfriend it's like a jealous ex-girlfriend
0: yeah it's i agree it was weird i didn't get it
1: (laughs) nope no thank you papa not for me yeah
0: and i mean just being disgusted at everything carrie's interested in you know that she's excited about the eiffel tower all of it is just too much too much uh so it you know it starts off on a rough note. And uh the thing that I think is a little bit weird about Alexander is you think as an artist he would be more sympathetic to what Carrie's going through. He really is basically a bad man of business. It just happens to be art is his business.
1: Oh, I like you're yeah. exactly right. You hit the nail on the head there. He really is that archetype.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't care about her feelings or, you know, what she's going through or that she, you know, that it like heaven forbid, it be hard to move to a new country where you don't speak the language. (laughs) I mean, it'd be challenging for almost anybody.
1: Well, and to your point about him being a bad man of business, whose business is art, like, you're right. He doesn't fit that archetype of like, you know. Yes. He's in his studio working late, but a lot of artists, it's like, they're so consumed with that. And they don't really know how to do the business side, but like all these things he's doing, they're very networky, you know, like, Oh, I have a dinner and I have this and I have that, and I'll eat light, but I'll come back and see you. And then getting caught up with that. Yeah. You're, you're exactly Mm -hmm. right with that. And you know, the fact that he, you know, he could have made sure to pick her up at the airport. He could have been waiting for her at the front desk. He could have been in the room with her. Like there's just, she didn't even know where she was going. She's like, uh, where am I going? And he's like, oh yeah, 625. Like, it's just, he he did not, I'm not saying in a way of like luxury, which he did provide that, but he didn't provide a warm welcome for her. Yeah,
0: And it's not that it necessarily takes uh, a lot of time, you know, like literally him just saying, how are you doing? Uh, how are things going you know how can i what can i do um trying to be like more thoughtful when he hears that she's fallen you know in the store uh actually caring like all of that only takes a few minutes but uh he he's just totally obsessed with this with his work yeah now
1: yeah it's sad to watch
0: and that mm-hmm. Carrie like doesn't fit in at all yeah and I mean I think he probably thinks that oh I'm giving her this this incredible uh I'm letting she, she can be a you know lady of leisure all in Paris the greatest city you know, a great city and and everything but I feel like that kind of stuff can only go so far you 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 still have to uh communicate as a couple you still have to you know, have a relationship
1: yeah and especially when she just got there mm-hmm.
0: yeah and if it was somebody like charlotte even though charlotte did work for a long time but i feel like her transitioning to being a, a lady of leisure would would be different than uh for someone like carrie uh who's always just been more independent than charlotte
1: yes she has been and she's also had such an intense relationship with the city and with
0: her friends in the city
1: and now she's in a completely new city that she's never been to and doesn't speak the language
0: Mm -hmm. we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast writing duo christopher palaha and anna gomez are back with the second book in there from kona with love series where the sun rises Dubbed as a modern Romeo and Juliet by the San Francisco Book Review, Where the Sun Rises has become a highly anticipated follow-up depicting multicultural romance, love, loss, and redemption woven into a family saga set in the beautiful islands of Hawaii. Though connected, each installment in the From Kona with Love series can be read as a standalone. The series falls into the genre of clean romance and is best known for its lush island backdrops Says Publisher Weekly of the first installment, quote, Gomez and Palaha's descriptions of Hawaii are postcard worthy. The breezy pace and gorgeous setting will stoke readers' wanderlust, close quote. Where the sun rises promises to whisk readers away to the idyllic island of Hawaii. Protagonists Mele Moana and Adam Yates meet at the wedding of Mele's friend, Andy, where they are paired up in the wedding party to walk down the aisle together. Their worlds couldn't be more different. Mele is the daughter of a plantation worker, and Adam is the son of one of the richest men in Oahu. They do have one thing in common, though. Big dreams. Dreams that will take them into opposite shores. But that's not the only obstacle they must overcome. Adam inspires Mele to face her fears, and she restores his faith in redemption. Yet, with love comes sacrifice, and the goals they've worked so hard for may end up tearing them apart. Ultimately, Where the Sun Rises is a story about overcoming adversity, the promise of young love, and the valor in letting go. Where the Sun Rises releases on October 11th, 2022, and is available at all major retailers where books are sold. In-person and virtual book signings will be popping up in Los Angeles and Chicago during the months of October and November. Make sure to pre-order your copy of Where the Sun Rises Today at your local brick and mortar bookstore and it'll be waiting for you to enjoy on October 11th. In the meantime, immerse yourself in the Kona world by reading moments like this. More information can be found here at at vesuvianmedia.com slash from Kona with love. That's vesuvianmedia.com slash from Kona with love. Yeah, I mean the hotel. I, I forgot to write down what hotel it was. is was absolutely beautiful, uh, and that view from of the Eiffel Tower from the balcony uh, is incredible, stunning. Yeah, yes.
1: and I do see the excitement that Carrie has about being in Paris. Like that yeah. is very real. It's palpable, and Sarah Jessica mm-hmm. Parker plays it really
0: well. Yeah, and you just recently went to Europe, correct? Yes, I yeah. did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun except for a little stomach virus, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, that's but bad. I, but I really love it there. I, but I, there is a part of me, um, that I wish I knew the language and I, mm-hmm. I can relate to Carrie in the sense that especially, um, Parisians have this thing where it's like, oh, like if you can't keep up, like, yeah. You know, and I get that, yeah. like, I get that I'm not expecting people to accommodate me, but they do have this, like, such a cool vibe that I don't really fit in with. And frankly, even though Carrie is cool, she's like New York
0: cool. I don't think she fits with the Paris yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. And, and some people, the it's just not a good fit, even outside, even within within the united states like finding you you have to find the right place for you uh, to live like it it's and i have never felt the desire to to live overseas i'm both a, two of my sisters have lived in england one still currently lives in england um and my sister who is in england currently has lived in spain and japan all over the place yeah. uh which is great but that just I don't have a desire. I, la- I enjoy visiting. I've, I have traveled a bunch of places, but, uh, but I don't know. I just never really felt the desire to, to do that. To if you abroad.
1: had another U S city that you had to choose to move to, what would you pick? Cause
0: you travel a ton. Yeah. Um, well, you know, what would I pick? um if like if I could that's a good question and to live in to live in, I have liked in. things about every single place that I've lived um or visited um I don't know I, I mean it's easy to say uh Hawaii, uh, Haleiwa, Hawaii uh North Shore uh if I could live literally anywhere yeah I, I would probably pick there uh but it's so I mean I'd have to become the podcast would have to be significantly more successful right, to do that but please keep listening you're like but hey you guys uh, you know <laughs> you, we can do it from anywhere rachel yeah. so. um but I, you know i might actually pick i really enjoyed visiting tampa uh and tampa. that i loved the ocean there i it was a lot cheaper than hawaii um and uh you know they had a really good food scene and and i have friends there so maybe maybe tampa actually i also really enjoyed uh visiting austin so maybe texas fun too austin's really fun um someplace warmer than where i live now i think
1: (laughs) you're like yeah you know just someplace where i can
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know what about you if you were gonna move somewhere else than in New York,
1: uh, ooh, okay, I would say, I I would, yeah, New York's definitely my top choice, but I would say L A. second, and yeah. Penn, this is random, but we could visit each other, Rachel, if we both did it. Naples, Florida, Naples to okay. Tampa. So good. yes, I so I mean, <laughs> hey, if life circumstances change and you move to Tampa and I move to Naples, we'll be Florida girls. Okay,
0: that that's good too. <laughs> We got, it we got a plan. We got a
1: plan. <laughs> we can still do City Girls I,
0: Pod from anywhere. I do. I don't, I can't imagine living there, but I have enjoyed it anytime I've traveled to Los Angeles, I have to say. Uh, so. Uh, I know. I feel the same way. Like,
1: I don't, I don't know if I could live, if I see myself living there, but I always have a great have so okay, many Okay, so friends maybe City there. Girls
0: Pod is in LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, but yeah, I just never felt the desire to live abroad. It's just not like we, when, it, uh, when I submitted my mission, uh, um, uh, pa- papers, they call them, uh, when you, uh, for my church, uh, a lot of people really, really want to go abroad, um, oh. and serve abroad. I, I did not. Uh, I just, I, I knew it was going to be stressful enough and challenging enough. I was like, just keep me here. I don't want to have to learn a language. I knew I wouldn't be great at that. Uh, well, and
1: it's a big enough adjustment. I feel like for, for two, it's two years, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, and that's, yeah. there's so many other things that are going on that adjusting to a completely yeah. new culture, I think would so be
0: very I, difficult. I, I was happy when I got the, <laughs> Indiana was enough of a foreign country. <laughs> I loved it. I had, Don't get me having me wrong. been in Indiana, I would agree with you. There's- <laughs> yeah. Right anyway uh so yeah carrie is you know struggling alexander is late he doesn't uh keep his appointments with her um he's just not very thoughtful uh we also have her like i said falling in dior and uh, she can't find the carrie necklace iconic carrie necklace uh and uh, she's upset about that uh, she misses her friends. Uh, Miranda tells her to come home over the phone. And uh, she's been thinking about Big, which is a big moment,
1: <laughs> I guess. Yeah, sure is. Uh,
0: she has a message uh, on her machine uh, that uh, I can't lose you, Carrie. I love you from Big, that Charlotte finds.
1: That was a great moment when Charlie was yeah. like, Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: and, and big says to the girls, he says, you're the loves of her life. And a guy is just lucky to come in fourth.
1: I might've cried a little bit at that yeah. part too. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was a good, that was a good moment. That was a good moment. Um, we also, like I said, have Samantha working on the speech. Smith doesn't like her speech at first. He tells her to keep it real. And uh, like, she is just sweating so much. <laughs> seen... I really? mean, and wearing a wig and sweating that much would be brutal. Yeah. Again,
1: yeah, they're scratchy and everything's getting caught in there. And yeah, I had a lot of empathy for her. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we also have Harry and Charlotte pursuing adoption uh, in this, and of course, uh, the Charlotte has to do it with gusto She does what she she, she does everything. Kind of obsessed with it, uh, but and of course, we know what happens with Lily. Uh, yes. But and then uh, we have uh, we have. Um, Miranda telling big, go get our girl. And uh, and then Alexander gives Carrie a very fancy necklace. And uh then you see uh Carrie with the necklace at the party, and she uh she can't really um talk to anybody, she's all alone.
1: Yeah, that's a difficult moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's great that Alexander got her that necklace, but it's like, he's missing the point. She's the Carrie necklace. Wasn't about, you know, he asks like, is it insured? And it's like, no, it's sentimental. It's not. And I think she, it sends her into a panic about what she's given up about her old life. It, it, yeah. it's symbolic, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon.
1: Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas?
0: Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider
1: supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round.
0: But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family.
1: Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year.
0: We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films.
1: As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers.
0: So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Uh, So that's the first part of this uh, this episode, I mean this finale, and then we get into part two and... uh, this, Carrie goes to lunch with uh, Juliet, who is Alexander's ex. And she's an accessory uh, buyer, I guess. Yeah. Um, and This was a
1: weird lunch. It was a weird lunch.
0: <laughs> and she tells Carrie that nothing else exists when art does. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean the fact that Alexander didn't show up at this lunch and he was supposed to, right. And then he called his ex to tell her he wasn't coming, but didn't call Carrie. Like there were just weird. Yeah. There are just so many things about it. Now I know Carrie is someone who is not, it took her a while to get a cell phone. It's not like she's on it all the time, but she does have one there, I believe. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there. And the way his ex was like, well, how are you adjusting to this basically? Because she knows that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A woman will never be a priority for this man.
0: Yeah. And like I said, I feel like he's not really your typical sort of free spirited artist either. Uh, that, I mean, I think Aiden was honestly more of like a free spirited artist. Yes in his furniture construction and just sort of his, you know, wanting to go to the cabin and things like that, just be a little more chill than Alexander ever is. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, I think there was a lot of, uh, well,
0: uh, you know, a lot
1: of creativity in what Aiden did. And he definitely had that free spirit that Alexander does not have. Like he really, I'm sure he's a brilliant artist. Not that we actually get to see any of it, but He's so consumed in the art world and networking and climbing that ladder and, and you know, rubbing elbows with important people that that's, it's seemingly just as important as the art itself to him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And Juliet, she tells uh, Carrie that we had a wonderful, uh, we had a wonderful marriage while it lasted. I just couldn't get used to coming in seconds. So. Which is fair. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in Alexander, he says that, uh, that, you know, that he was always clear kind of about what he was offering and what, you know, what he wanted, what he could offer in a relationship. And that's fair to a point, but he does keep missing out on things that he's committed to. So I don't think he's been a hundred (laughs) percent true.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, he doesn't tell Carrie, hey, I would love for you to be in Paris, but I do not know how much time I'm going to spend with you. Like, I think, you know, interestingly enough, I think Carrie, you know, when she suggested Big that she go to Paris, I think Big could have said that to her and she could have said, it doesn't matter. I want to go. That's okay. But Alexander, like, sells her on the idea of Paris and makes it seem like they're going to get to spend a lot of time together.
0: Yeah. And, and he is like needy at times, but, but then doesn't appreciate when she appreciate her, like he should, like, for instance, she, she meets these people. They're going to throw a party for her. They love her book. And uh, then he said he's having this anxiety attack, this panic attack. So she agrees to go with him to the party. And then he immediately abandons her uh, and she's just like, why? And then she misses the party. It's like, why did I do that for you? You don't even care.
1: This is when I sort of had like really was fed up with him. And I'm like, I think this man might just be a straight up narcissist. And I don't say that lightly. Like, I mean, it's, it's everything in his world is about what people can do for him. Mm-hmm. And instead of being excited that, oh my gosh, like Carrie, Carrie, is finding her own people here. And that's going to be great for me because then she's going to be more independent. And, you know, it's a good thing for him, right? But instead of feeling that way, he makes her come to the thing, says he'll never let go all night long. And then immediately when we walk in the door and everyone's plotting for him. It's like Carrie's left in the dust. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take more than a minute for him to drop her like a hot potato.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to... I feel like he's so, he's so unselfaware in such a frustrating way because he doesn't even apologize. He's just kind of like, why are you upset? He doesn't seem to understand enough. That's just a cultural difference or a language, a little bit of a language difference. I don't know. There's just something that's not connecting. And she says that, he says, I thought I was clear all along who I am. And, and she says, I'm looking for love. I don't think that love is here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and also how do you feel about how they deal with the fact that he slaps her?
1: So this is something I was really looking forward to talking about with you. I mean, this is always, I mean, any sort of violence makes me really uncomfortable. Um, I've always thought about this moment and I've I've watched it many times and like how does it happen and what is going on and then and then Carrie almost tries to like explain it away to big it, the whole thing makes me really uncomfortable and to be on- honest I'm still like processing my feelings about how they handle it what exactly happened w- what do you think about the whole situation
0: I mean it- i the only I guess I'm not excusing it by any means, but it does seem true to his character. i I, I think it probably would have happened sooner with his character, to be honest. Uh, and so uh, and it and it is kind of like a final straw,
1: yeah. I think that's a good point about it seeming true to his character. Like, I don't see him as someone. And again, this is not me excusing it either. I don't see him as someone who's ever going to get to a place where he's like beating someone. Cause I think he's even like, I don't even think he's almost like not even emotionally in touch that he would even get to that level of like even anger. But I think he's just so like dismissive and like the way he like swats her off and then like smacks her in the face it's like it it's this weird thing of like people just don't matter to him like they just don't matter to him at all and the way he apologizes for it he doesn't seem that surprised by what he's done either Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I mean he he you can see that he is Remorseful for what he mm-hmm. did, uh, but uh, but he uh, he's he just kind of is basically like, sorry. I got caught up in the moment, and that's that's not an excuse. I mean, no. there's no no point where where striking somebody uh, is the is okay. Like that's yeah. obviously terrible, and like I mean, I it, it does make you feel for big. That immediately he wants to basically slug the guy. Like he's like that makes you endeared to him. It's yes. true. Yeah. It makes and, for a good ending.
1: And it's something that we know that Big would never do. Like mm-hmm. he's done a lot of really crappy stuff to Carrie. And you know, Big is a Playboy. Like Big is a classic Playboy. But he would never do something like that to Carrie.
0: Yeah yeah i mean it's interesting that this is the first time have we ever had anybody is is any of the people that carrie dated ever been physical with her is there i don't think there's ever been a plot i don't she she was struck in any way
1: i don't think so and i don't think that we've i think the closest we've come is to um I forget what season you might have to remind me, but they're their friends who the, the man was very verbally abusive and it was oh, very yeah. scary that uh, it might
0: escalate to that. Um, uh, Sharon. Sharon, yes. um, Susan Sharon. Is that is Susan that the Char- name? Yes. yes, good memory. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. And that was a little scary. Yeah, and it that wasn't was. really handled with the proper care that I, I think agree. it served.
0: Yeah. I mean, Richard got pretty uh pretty uh, physical times with samantha but i don't did he ever actually strike her
1: no richard seems like one of those guys that like hasn't but you don't think he wouldn't you know what i'm yeah, saying like, yeah you know yeah there are guys that you're like he would never and richard it's like i don't think he has but like he might and mm-hmm. that's all oh, like oh again he's he's my least favorite um man of the series except for petroski
0: for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes uh and then big uh he yeah finds her gets very upset uh he's climbing the stairs can kind he of tap tap Wachowski. uh he says it took me a really long time to get here but i'm here so finally it did take him a very long time <laughs> Sure did six seasons baby yes
1: Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques including special episodes in our side series that twist the format. We've done over 200 episodes. So there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at Uh, piecingpod.com.
0: We also have in this episode, we have Steve's mom. Uh, We find out that she had a small stroke uh, and uh, first Miranda finds her apartment is just trashed and she, there's a great scene between her and Steve, you know, where she uh, tells Steve that his mom can live with them. And, uh, uh, and that's a great moment between the two of them.
1: Yeah. I think um, this moment and then the moment that Miranda has with um, Magda, Mm-hmm. where magda says like that's love i'm i'm like tearing up thinking about these two scenes. but it shows not only how much has miranda grown but how much she loves steve and loves his family and that they are a family together and it's like miranda you know moving to brooklyn The thought of that was a nightmare for her and now she's saying what do we have this big house for if not just taking your mom and to care for um yeah. to care for a." Uh, spouse's parent when they're sick like that is such an act of love and sacrifice. And it, this was just, I thought a perfect, um, ending for Miranda yeah. and for Stephen for this whole story. It, it touched me deeply.
0: Yes. Because her mom wanders, I mean, his mom, sorry, his mom wanders away And that's like a real thing. People that are caring for people with Alzheimer's, dementia, they wander and they can get lost. Uh, That happened with my grandfather. Uh, He was there visiting um, and uh, he actually like went into a neighbor's backyard and uh, we, uh, the pool, one of their pool guys found him. And I mean, it was it, it was definitely very scary because it was hot. Uh, he, he was okay. He, he was okay. Uh, but it, you know, it was a, a long search. I mean, it was, we were very, very worried. Uh, and that's just not uncommon. If you ever see an older person that looks kind of confused, that's alone, uh, that's probably what is going on. And, and, uh, uh, you know, if, it, if, if, if you, uh, if it seems appropriate then yeah it's, it's uh people are probably looking for for them yeah yeah
1: yeah oh my goodness it's i'm so glad they addressed that in this episode
0: mm-hmm. and you're right that scene where she's bathing their mother-in-law and uh and magda sees her and magda says this is what true love is is beautiful. oh beautiful is beautiful beautiful beautiful, beautiful. like mm-hmm. because Miranda is not the most patient person in no, the world. No, she's not. She struggles no. with that. She struggled to get along with Steve's mother uh you know, on a number of occasions. And uh so for her to be selfless and patient uh and uh, it, I think Mog is right. That is that is true love.
1: So, oh, it really is.
0: Yeah. Like uh oh.
1: Sex in the city. It's you (laughs) you were doing, you're doing something. You're doing something.
0: Yes. Uh, We also have uh, Charlotte and Harry. They are trying again to adopt a baby and they have this birth couple into town um, and uh, they start talking with them. And it is clear that they aren't, that they're going to keep the baby and that they just wanted a trip to New York, which is brutal. It's brutal that the adoption process, because people sometimes kind of throw it out there as if it's just like, oh, well you can adopt, you know, for couples that are facing infertility, yeah. it is not only extremely expensive, but it's, 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 it can be emotionally grueling. And, uh, when you lose, uh, and, uh, when you don't get a placement, um, uh, it, uh, you go through a grieving process for sure. Yeah.
1: This was another storyline that i'm so glad that they were touching on because you're right rachel people say it like it's the easiest thing in the world not thinking about the monetary Mm -hmm. or emotional commitment that you're making to the process it's just and it, it was a weird thing like i actually felt for that couple too being like we'll nothing is exciting. like we'll never get to go to new york if not now but it, it also seemed very cruel for charlotte and harry and it's just
0: yeah. it made me really sad yeah i mean they should have been honest uh with them and i mean it's it's just not it was it wasn't right what they did you know to get a trip uh a trip out of uh, people that you know playing people's emotions like that um and harry you know he, he's he almost never gets upset as a human and uh, yeah. he says how much more can we take him beginning to think god lost our address
1: something i really loved about this is what you said is exactly right it takes a lot for harry to get upset and he's usually helping charlotte through these things but They are such a good fit for each other. Then in this moment, Charlotte comes through for Harry and for herself and for her family. And it's like, no, that's not our baby. So then at the end, when it is their baby and she says, that's our baby. It's like, oh my goodness, they're doing it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When they see the picture of Lily, uh, they, you know, they know they have that confirmation that this is. This person's supposed to be in their family. And it's just a beautiful, lovely moment for the character.
1: Rachel, I am so, like, especially in these last two episodes, she's she's done it before, but, like, Kristen Davis in the scene in the first part of the finale, when they're at the table with Carrie and Carrie's saying, what if I had never met you? And Charlotte is just crying. And then this scene where she's saying, that's our baby. It, Kristen Davis can just crack herself open and and cry in a way that never seems overdone but it's also like just so emotionally in touch and beautiful and i I mean i think her uh, in some ways i think that while the show was running she was almost the least recognized for her performance, but my goodness, it is spot on.
0: Yeah, and I think it almost helps the fact that she was by far the shining star of and just like that. And and yes. so we kind of looking back at the show with sort of fresh eyes, being like she did a lot with a little. Yes, exactly. She really did she really did? Um. So we have Smith uh, going to film a movie in Canada. And, uh, Samantha tells, uh, him go and, uh, be with women there, have sex in Canada. And he's just kind of <laughs> like, <Canada>. uh, <laughs> uh he's like, um, I don't think that I'm going to do that. Okay. Uh, and, uh, then he sends her, uh, a fl- not flowers. He sends her like bulbs, like, um, yeah, like, flower bulbs. And uh, he says, I'm looking forward to spring. And that was just the best.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have to say it's hilariously juxtaposed with the fact that he's doing all these sweet things and he's such an attractive guy. And then like, he looks so goofy in his costume. Like yeah, it's just so true. funny. Um, Yeah. It, it, when Samantha has, which for her is a lot of growth when she says, you know, If you haven't already been with someone like I would rather if you didn't, and she wants to be monogamous with Smith, that's showing, you know, what an arc her character has had too. Cause she would have never said that before and never put herself out there in that way.
0: Mm, Yeah. And, uh, and she says something that I forgot to write it down, but she says something to the effect of you're the, the only man that I've ever truly loved something like that which is very sweet. And he flies back to her because he misses her. And he says, I love you. This is very sweet. This,
1: this series, I'm telling you, like, especially I almost feel like it didn't even, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the ending with Carrie and big, but like the way it, it wrapped things up with Samantha and Smith with charlotte and harry in the baby journey and then with miranda and steve and his mom like the way it gave it did such justice to these characters about it being so much more than like finding a man it, it just how much they've grown and how not only how true they were to themselves but how they really evolved over the course of the series i mean it was truly beautiful the way mm-hmm. they wrapped yeah. it
0: all up yeah And uh, Big says that Carrie, you're the one. So that's how we kind of end her arc, their arc. Well, we get more in the movies, of course, but yeah. And, uh, and then we have Carrie saying she's back in New York. She says the most exciting relationship is what you have with yourself. Uh, And, and uh, you see the four girls back together and uh and the thing that i guess was kind of shocking i thought is the is for this show the last scene the last shot is carrie wearing a giant fur <laughs> yeah yeah you would never ever never. ever see that now ever nope nope and, uh, she says look out new york i'm i'm a coming <laughs>
1: I do have to say there was something that I loved about this last shot where it's Carrie disappearing into the New York streets, getting the phone call from big. And we finally see what his name is and it's John and you know how she in the first episode met big on a street similar to that and all the stuff is spilling out of her purse. There was something that was very full circle about this Mm -hmm. moment and also really celebrating the city itself, which is like such a huge character in Mm the show
0: yeah and we we have some other fashion moments of this finale uh we have a great scene where she's eating in a french uh, uh cafe i guess uh where she's wearing a polka dot black, red dress a halter top type dress with a black polka dots on it which i thought was a really cool yes. look and there's this giant dog. I, I don't know what kind of is like the, the dogs with the wrinkles. I,
1: yes, I they're really know. cute.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, and as uh, Matisse, I think maybe I, think, I, don't, know. Yeah. I don't know my dogs, uh, but, do I, but
1: I feel like you were right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's a really fun, fun scene where she's smoking and looking at the dog and <laughs> that was a good, good one. Uh and then she when she's uh going to help Alexander uh she has uh a um a green kind of toolish skirt uh, and a white top and a little um jacket. Look. Yeah. Yeah. She uh,
1: she really like every look in Paris was spot on for mm-hmm. me.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we see the ladies all together in kind of winter, uh, coats, winter ensemble. Um, and like I said, the final look with her, with the fur, it's a tannish kind of fur.
1: Yeah. I don't need to see that one again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I liked it and just like that when she got to wear the big beautiful gray ball gown that she has and I think the first part of the finale yes. she falls asleep in bed in um, mm-hmm. when Alexander shows up late and then I think she's in her old apartment like eating french fries or something out of it and just like that or not Mm -hmm. out of the dress she's eating french fries like in the window wearing that dress
0: and yes the versace remember
1: that yes the versace yeah and i just think there's something so cool about and when we watch the documentary of them going back into like carrie bradshaw's closet and they have Mm -hmm. kept like so much of the Mm -hmm. stuff that she wore it's like a museum
0: yeah you could probably have a museum exhibit you know actually uh, of really should. Yeah, of Carrie looks from, uh, from the uh, I mean they probably have actually. Yeah, I'm sure there's been some kind of thing. Uh, but um, but uh, yeah, that's basically it. That's the end of the series.
1: <laughs> oh, Rachel, I'm so glad we did this with each other. You're my yeah. Charlotte forever. Yeah,
0: I am too. I'm really grateful, and I'm grateful to anybody who listened. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back next week with our favorite episodes and uh, Jax, where can people find you at Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And you can follow us at city girls pod on Twitter and uh, you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes to check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies pod and Homeworkies podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It really, really helps us a lot and only takes a second of your time and uh, helps people to find the podcast. And uh, if you are watching YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store where you can get City Girls Pod merch. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye.